reading in a shed peacefully and undisturbed was T.C. Harbaugh, a novelist who was interested in finding inspiration for his next hit. He would find inspiration sometime today, just not in the way he intended. The mountains in the distance almost looked cloudy. Looking through his window, waiting for his coffee to boil, he thought he noticed something in the distance, but shrugged it off and sat down to continue his research. His peaceful reading was halted by the blood-curdling screams of a beast. He only knew it because his book shook. Through his coffee-stained window, he caught a glimpse of the perpetrator. Shook mentally and physically, he swiftly tried to recall the previous seconds. His memory seemed to be fogged by the intensity of the moment, but he fanned it away and put his thoughts into paper. He described it as having, quote, two huge wings, a large horny head, and a tail 20 feet long. Even though he couldn't see it, he still believed it was coming his way. He would never see it again. The origins of the beast started in the 1730s, with German in- immigrants reportedly being attacked by a creature called a Schnellergeist, meaning quick ghost in German. They painted seven-point stars on barns to supposedly keep it away. It went away until the 19th century when, it came- when the story came back to scare freed slaves in the area. In 1909, Teddy Roosevelt almost went to hunt it. Now it is in books like Harry Potter and Patrick Boyan's History of the Schnellergasser and some video games like Follow 76 and is even a brand of whiskey. The first sightings were by the previously mentioned Germans. The next sighting was until the 1900s. It was seen a couple times in 1909. One encounter was seen in Cumberland and was seen sleeping. It woke up when it was seen and let, let out a blood-curdling scream and angrily flew away. It supposedly laid an egg after this. One encounter is detailed as the February 1909 article claims that a man had been seized by the winged creature and proceeded to sink its teeth into its into his jugular, drain his body of blood, and casually drop it off at a hillside. The last sighting in 1909 occurred near Emmitsburg. Three men fought the snailing gaster outside a railroad station for about an hour and a half before chasing it into the woods. Then it disappeared for 23 years. It was seen again in 1932. After four more encounters, it disappeared. The Snellengaster finally met its end in 1932. The creature was flying in Washington County when it was attracted by a 2,500-gallon vat of moonshine. As it was flying overhead John Barleycorn's workshop, it was overwhelmed by the fumes and dropped into the moonshine. Sometime later, revenue agents George Dansford and Charles Kushwa arrived on the scene. They received information about the vat, but were startled at the fact that it was actually in the vat. The two agents exploded 500 pounds of dynamite under the vat, destroying the remains of the Snallygaster and John Barleycorn's workshop. Unfortunately, the Snallygaster is a hoax made up by a newspaper to bring tourists and drum-up sales. The Middletown Valley Register is a newspaper company in Maryland that was responsible for the picking of the beast. Dwight Hutchinson of the Middletown Historical Society brings this claim up, as well as countless other sources. The hope of bringing attention must have worked, because even Teddy Roosevelt almost hunted for it. 
my opinion, I think the Snallygasters are really cool beasts, but at the same time, it's pretty relieving to know that it's not real. The different encounters are really interesting to read. It's kind of surreal that the Valley Register managed to pull off such a hoax and make people totally believe in it to such an extreme extent. Just researching it, though, was really fun. In my opinion, the Snallygaster could be real, but it also could be a hoax. Either way, it's very cool and it was fun researching it. It's cool that I it made it its way into modern culture.